0: Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the burning daylight podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast? Well, Spotify has got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily, and then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for for podcasters. And here's how it works black top gravel it's a faded new light This road I travel howdy there I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight good morning burning daylight community burning daylight nation are we a nation yet I don't know I'm gonna call it that because can't prove me wrong, I don't think. So Yeah, Burning Daylight Nation, that's what I'm going to call it. Just a whole nation of uh, cowhands and cowgirls and steady uh, folks who like to hear about cowhands. But we're a whole nation of people like that just fucking off. And I like it. So, I had a good weekend, had, uh, <coughs> had a lot of good interaction with, uh, with you lovely people, and uh, the, the, the following is, is growing pretty steadily. I will have a major announcement here in the next, probably, week. Waiting to get some details ironed out, but we got a we got a verbal agreement on something pretty big, I think. So, uh, like I said, I'll 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 tease that. Been teasing it for a while, but yeah, we are we are in the works, and now we just got to finalize some stuff, and I'll let you know as soon as we do. But it's pretty pretty big announcement. Uh, I just read an article last night from, uh, oh, the, the wonderful, uh, the very wonderful hard-hitting news outlet known as Slate.com, and, uh, it's where I get all my unbiased news from. It's, uh, you know, they, they really tackle the hard issues. And uh, the headline on this one, Mitch McConnell is the second, uh, second worst person in the world. The second most dangerous person in the world. Let me, let me find that headline one more time. Mitch McConnell is the second worst human being on the planet. The first, of course, being Donald Trump. And I get this is hyperbole, and uh, and they probably I don't actually I don't know the Trump derangement syndrome runs so deep that these people do I bet I bet they do actually think Donald Trump is the worst human being on earth. I mean, let's let's overlook uh, Maduro down in Venezuela who has has ruined that country one of the it was, I think it was the wealthiest country in Latin America due to their oil reserves and uh, and he's just ruined of course the US has not helped out that cause at all either uh, the sanctions and, and everything they I uh, would meddle too much but anyway they they overlook Maduro they overlook Kim jong-un who uh, has literal concentration camps not not the, you know, the prisons that, at the border that our uh, our favorite AOC is calling uh, concentration camps, but literal concentration camps of his own people in in North Korea. Vladimir Putin, who is not afraid to kill anybody, I don't think. I uh, yeah, there he has killed so many journalists, and and he he's awful. He really is awful. And, uh... But no, no, they're not the worst... Worst people on Earth. It's Donald Trump, and behind him is the turtle known as Mitch McConnell. Now, I'm, I'm no fan of Mitch McConnell. I think he's a dumb shit. Well, no, he's not a dumb shit. He, he's, he's a smart man. Uh, but he... Yeah, I'm, I'm no fan of him. I He, he is the... He's the epitome of the swamp. That that guy has been in the office for I don't know how long, and and he is just he is a power broker. Is what he's what he is. So while we're on the same page, I'm on the same page as Slate.com that he's he's a terrible person. He is he doesn't crack the top ten. I mean, he probably doesn't crack the top ten, and then in our own government as far as worst human beings uh i said the, the Trump derangement syndrome is uh is very very real and and it runs deep obviously so that being said i, I also read another headline that they've got the congress has a spending bill that they they are debating because that's what the government does best—is spend our money. And uh, they, the GOP, the Republican Party—you know, the bastions of limited government and fiscal conservatism—you know, just stalwarts of uh, of limited government and uh, sound economic policy. They they want uh, Mick Mulvaney, who is Trump's chief of staff, on the sideline during these uh, budget talks with the, the Democrats because Mick Mulvaney, when he was in the House of Representatives, was in the House Freedom Caucus. <coughs> who, for the most part, has been very good on trying to cut government spending and they uh the Republicans really want to avoid another government shutdown. And and it shows their true colors. One of the guys that uh they should be in there negotiating, Mick Mulvaney, because he's uh he's the chief Staff and he's very good on economic or uh, on you know on government spending they want him on the sidelines so they can get this bill passed and increase the debt limit again which uh, I I don't know about you I know most of you are probably vote probably vote Republican but you remember when like the, the big goal of the GOP was to cut spending, to repeal Obamacare, uh, do some re- entitlement reform. I, I mean, I remember that. It wasn't very long ago. At all. And, uh, yeah, now now they are pushing out one of the guys that they know is going to want to cut some spending because he's going to be too big of a headache for him to get get the debt limit increased so yeah there's the there's your Republican party for you uh, I know I know a lot of you guys are our fans members both that way but eh, Republicans are just as full of shit as the uh, Democrats and uh, they want your money just as bad as the as other side so there's your uh, So I'm riding this Maggie today. I got to say she is about a drama queen. She stands there just fine. I uh, saddle her up. No no problems. Get the hackamore on her. And uh No no issues whatsoever. Step up on her. She gets the ball on her back. Okay you want a buck today all right and i mean it was you know it was a sure enough ball in her back where I, i'm tilted forward and so she we we take off and she hit real fast walk and then so i kick her up into a trot she still got the ball in her back and then she like flips her tail breaks into a lope and that was it <laughs> freaking drama queen so she still got a little little bit of jitters this morning but that's a young horse for you but she is about the sweetest little thing just real pretty she for for the of all the pictures i posted she would be the little sorrel mare with a blaze face and uh, i guess if you haven't noticed the theme i typically uh Use a picture of whatever horse I'm riding as the cover art for that episode. So, anyway, she's a little, little sorrel with a, oh, kind of an orange colored mane and a blazed face. I wish I had papers on her because she's a cute little thing. Just, just super cute. But she, she does not so therefore she's a great horse and uh, so I she won't get bred and have babies for me anyways Uh eh, maybe I don't know depends on how how good she turns out but if she if I do breed her it's just because I want the, that that colt for myself it's not going to be for free for, for reselling them or anything but she uh, you know i know she's she's got some decent bloodlines in her you can you can just tell she's put together right you know she's a little little part but you know she's got a she's got a big hip and she just she's built nice and uh, and she's really got some cow instinct to her so you can tell that she's got got some pretty decent bloodlines to her but I bought her off of a gal in Winnemucca, uh, and she had bought her out of the sale barn, I believe. Uh, I believe she was kind of in a, one of those kill pin deals, and then she uh, didn't have time for her or something. And anyway, I bought her, bought her from that gal, and I sh- I sure wish I knew a little more, a little more history to her, because I think she's a pretty cool little horse, and if. Uh, the people she come from got more like her if this was one of her discards then they've probably got some pretty nice horses so anyhow but she's uh she's a little little full of piss and vinegar this morning but we'll get that road out of her so i think i am going to do a series of interviews or I don't even know if I want to call them interviews. I just want to sit down and talk, talk some uh, some cattle and horses with uh, some people that I've uh, that I've known or that I've met here recently or been in contact. Just people I I think would be interesting. But I'm gonna guess it's it's gonna be hard to get that pared down to you know the 30 45 minutes that I've been doing. So they're gonna run a little bit long, and I think. What I'm going to do is wait to release those until the weekend. So I will record my the normal Burning Daylight podcast. And then uh, every Sunday through Thursday, and that will be posted Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I'll post up a couple interviews as they come in. And uh, so we'll just call that Burning Daylight the hard-hitting questions mostly it's going to be like uh what kind of rope do you prefer or uh if it was if it's one of my college buddies rather than what what kind of rope do you prefer it's gonna be like when did you know that you liked little boys or something along those lines and I think uh, I think it'll be fun but it'll be it'd be more of a long a long conversation type deal just, just depending on how the conversation goes. So for those of you that, that that don't like the longer form stuff, I won't do them very often, but I know there's people that will will enjoy it and I think with these people that from what I the ones I know and the ones I've been in contact with, I think you'll find them really interesting. So I'm not worried about uh, about it. I mean, it'll go long, but I, I don't. I'm not gonna be worried about you getting bored. And uh, and if it's uh, if it's something that just I don't I don't think it resonates, it and click or whatever, we just won't we won't air it. Then you'll never know. But anyway, that's kind of my plan. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is uh, kind of virgin territory for the. Un- uncharted waters for the cowboy podcast so we'll see we'll see how it goes but I think uh, I've got a couple ladies that that I'm going to interview that I, uh, one I know you'll find interesting because I know her personally we went to college together and I've been following her life kind of been living vicariously through her for the last couple of years and, uh, and she's more than willing so we're we get her, I think you'll, uh, you'll get a kick out of her, and then, uh, my dad, of course, you will, uh, you will grow to love the, the enigma that is Wesley McKinley, and, uh, and a couple others, just, uh, a fellow that followed me on Instagram, I, I looked through his stuff, and he had some really cool shit on his profile, and, uh, turns out he sings pretty good, too, so, uh, Maybe I'll get him to uh, record a little song that uh, that'll go along with the, the show, uh, whether he has one wrote already or, or not. will we'll have him, we'll have him provide some original music. So, and then uh, there, and then there's some other stuff I want to do as well. But those are some of the ones I've got lined up, and uh, I think. I think all in all you'll find them interesting and, but they're gonna be a little, a little longer format, so just a heads up. Okay. She just graduated from Drama Queen to Diva. The little bitch did go to bucking a little bit, but she did not want to shut the gate going to the right. So I came up on the right side, opened the gate, pivoted around and just kept and went to close it with my right hand side. So there you know as you're closing it, <clears throat> her ass end's gonna be pointing towards the the latch end of the gate. And she did not want to do that for whatever reason and And then she decided she wanted to take her nose back which was a poor choice for her but we got her we got her settled down and i shut the gate the way i wanted to and uh we'll see what other adventures we got today but she's uh she is feeling good and it's cool this morning so that's always uh they always do They always do feel pretty good when it's cool in the morning and kind of keeps you on your toes. Spice of life for you. Maggie is being a little bit of a shithead today. And I'm going to go swap back into a snaffle bit. And I'm gonna curl her head. We're gonna ride hens today. We're doing a little sorting this morning and she is not making my job very easy. And uh, she is a young horse. This is stuff that she knows already. She's been she's been in the feedlot enough now. She knows what we're doing. Simple things, opening gates. And uh not running off that's that stuff where that she knows by now and she is she may be coming into heat and that's probably part of it but regardless she's getting a bit in her mouth today then we're going to finish up our a paying job here and then we're going to go take a little tour through the desert at a at a long trot at the very least so that's what we got going Today's show is brought to you once again by the D Bags. Don't be a gunsle and um, I've had a few comments on what a gunsle is, and uh, typically a gunsle is kind of kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing, and uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go and some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in but for us in the cowboy world we call them a gunsel but anyway don't be a gunsel is it's a website started to uh started with the working cowboy who has a sense of humor in mind and they also have line of merch that you can buy uh they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. it will help them out. That'll help me out, and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap, so go I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning uh, Burning Daylight promo code B U R N I N. D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I I, uh, I spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway, go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. So, I have to apologize because I got a request here a couple days ago from uh, a gal named Katie. That uh, she asked me, uh, she's pretty new to the cowboy world. I, I actually roped a little bit with her this, uh, this spring at a branding. And, uh, and she asked me what advice I would have for somebody new starting out in the cowboy world and how to not be a gunsel. So, the first, the first part of being a gunsel or a... Yeah, no, a leppy, some people call him, and uh, just a dumb shit, really. A poser is uh, the first and probably the most important distinct, distinction on that type of person is not the fact that they don't know anything. It's the fact that they think they know stuff when they don't know anything. Katie, we're in your your situation where you have said you're new to it you know not quite sure what to do on some stuff uh ask questions listen to uh you can always you can always pick out the good hands so watch the good hands try and do what they do uh and if you're not sure how they're doing what they're doing ask questions and uh (laughs) whoever says there's no stupid questions is is a hundred percent wrong uh but because there's there's definitely some really stupid questions but as long as it pertains to to the task at hand and uh it is way better for somebody i guess to think it's a dumb question than for you to try and figure out or try and do what you think you know is going on when you don't know because uh, then you're going to be in the way you're going to cause a wreck so the the most important part there is just figure out what you're doing and it, it doesn't hurt to sit on the fence a couple times and watch they really don't you know and there but there's times where you know they need all hands on deck and that way and there you know you're just gonna have to try and fake it till you make it and uh Get in there and help and apologize as you go. Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Yell at me if, I, if I'm if i in the wrong spot. That's, that's kind of how I I operate anyways. I just, you know, I always... Anymore, I just, I'd let people know if I don't know what they're wanting. I'm going to make sure I, I'd way rather be of no help out of the way than uh, try to be of help and be in the way, so... Uh, that, I guess that's that's some advice from me, um, me personally. And I, I've I've trained a lot of of uh, newer people to the industry in in my time. I've uh, I've really kind of been in in at least a semi-management role since I started in the feedlot, and so I've had to train people along the way. And I've I've had some. It's varied, varied success, and uh, and I'm sure part of that is my personality as well. I, uh, if somebody is willing to listen and learn to what I'm what I'm telling them, I will help them to the fullest of my ability. But if I give you advice, give you advice, give you advice, and uh, I don't see you heeding that advice, I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chew your ass. Uh, because you're not listening, I'm just not going to give you advice anymore. And, uh, and I'm also going to let you fix your own fuck-ups. That's, that's one of the quickest way to learn anything is uh, when you do something wrong and uh, whoever's in charge makes you go back and redo it. And sometimes you're in charge and you do it and you realize it's wrong and you go, have to go back and fix your own mistake. That's, that is possible that is about like uh a wet blanket to a horse is uh you know uh, that is probably your best training tool is just to learn from your own mistakes and that a lot of times that means you have to fix your mistakes and there's nothing wrong with that you know it's as long as you're learning from them you're you're in the you're in the right direction so that that's my advice is uh take advice and uh, especially when the advice is, that is given comes with a very good explanation of why. Uh, that, that's where your good teachers uh, excel is uh, Not only they tell you what to do, but they'll tell you why it is done a certain way. And, and you know and it may be something as simple as hate the cattle will not go out this gate for some reason the design of you know the corral or the pasture or whatever the placement of the gate is in the wrong spot and they flow wrong so we cannot get them out this particular gate without it being a fight so we go to the other one and uh typically they're right so it just look at the guys who are doing things the right way learn from them guys and gals because that's uh, as you'll as you'll find out in this these interview series, there are some some really handy women out there in, in our world, and you know it, it still is very much a male dominated profession, and I, I don't I don't say that with disrespect, but it, it just it's the way of the world. But there are some really really handy women out there that'll outwork ten. 10 guys who think they're tough and uh and then they go home and make a house and a home uh all on top of outside punching cows right in their face so uh yeah that that the best thing you can do is ask a lot of questions pertaining to the task uh even if if you are coming off as annoying it's better it's better to get an idea of what the hell's going on than try to jump into it blind, uh, and and just learn learn from the good hands. They they'll stick out. You won't have to ask who the best hand is because you won't get a straight answer there. But you you can you can spot them pretty quickly. Uh, so those are those are your best resources. Is just learning from your mistakes and. Asking questions from somebody who knows what they're doing, and that—that's the best way to avoid becoming a gunsel. Because uh, if you don't know anything, that just means you're green. When you think you know something and you don't, that's when you're a gunsel. Okay. The reason, another reason why I switched to the snaffle bit was a lot of what we were doing today had, I mean, the, the task we were trying to perform played a big part of it because we had to sort 18 head out of a pin of about 120 or so, 110, 120, and they they were not cooperating very well. We tried to pull the pin and just sort them in the alley, but then uh, the feed truck came by, and then and it's Sunday, so we're we're running on a little short crew today, and uh, it was it was just not working, and she was it's not that she was not wanting to do what I asked her so much as she was wanting to do it too well. She was ready to chase some cows, and chasing was not what I was trying to do. I'm not, I, you know, there's you don't want to get the whole pen stirred up when you you know you just got a handful to, to take out and uh and you want them to go out the gate at a walk ideally just uh bump them across the pen till you get to get them to a fence and then you can just drive them right along that fence but ideally you need your horse collected which means they're ready to go you know in any direction kind of like uh like in baseball when you're in a crouch you're on the balls of your feet so you can you can react either way that's kind of that's what collected means in the horse world you, you want them collected especially when you're when you're sorting cattle like this cuz you're going to you're going to have to cut them out of the herd and then a good chance they're going to try to cut back to the herd so you're going to have to have to bump them towards that gate and uh, and it's a lot of times it's just little quick short movements and uh but your horse has got to be collected in order to be able to do that effectively so what she was wanting to do was run off and she was really wanting to chase them and and was running through the the bozel and she's kind of trying to run through this snaffle today too, so that just tells me more than anything she needs some wet blankets and a lot of miles, a little bit of lubrication on the on the old brain socket, and so that the the snaffle you, you got control of their mouth more than their head, and uh, but. It's all all part of their head. So, like I said, when, where where their head goes, the body follows. And once you can control their head, uh, then you you've got control of your horse. And so I I for the most part have control of her head. She still is wanting to run run through it, so I'm gonna have to turn her back into herself, and uh, and then just you know it's just gonna take a little bit of her mouth's gonna be a little bit sore today, and uh, it, it is what it is. I the the other horses I got are a little sore because we're waiting on our our horseshoer. So I don't you don't want to cripple cripple them just because uh, you know your young horse is, is acting up. You don't want to cripple a good horse. And uh, not that Maggie's not a good horse. She's just not a good horse yet. She's a she's a colt. So and I I don't have the luxury of just making a great big circle outside right at the moment. There's shit that I gotta do. So therefore I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more into her mouth, which I don't like to do, but sometimes it's necessary. And uh so that's why she's in the snaffle today and those cattle were getting wound up and she was getting more wound up every time. So once we went back and, and I had a little control of her mouth uh she, she did a lot better. Uh, she still was wanting to run some but I was able to uh, I was able to get everything sorted without really tuning on her much she she, she responded quite a little bit better so that's good and like I said once once we get done here for the day I'm going to make a big circle out in the desert and uh, she probably thinks that I'm taking her out there to Shoot her and leave her to die, but I'm not. I'm just gonna make her think she's gonna die. And uh, like old Doc Jones says, we're we're torturing horses today. And uh, that's good for him. That's good for him. Just a little equine waterboarding. Well, y'all, I have had one of the prouder moments in my life here just in the last couple days. And, uh, you know, aside from uh, marrying my smoking hot wife and the birth of my my two awesome little kids, uh, this is one of the prouder moments I've had. I have inspired somebody to start their own podcast. Because they liked what I was doing, and uh, that is really humbling. And uh, they say pride comes before a fall, and well, so be it. I admit if I fall, I fall, but I'm pretty damn proud of it. And uh, it's just it's really a humbling deal to see another guy wanting to uh, wanting to share with the world what, what he's got doing on his family family farm and ranch down in in northern Oklahoma. Uh, he, he got the inspiration, well, I guess that maybe it was the kick in the ass to, to get started on, on his personal story, and, uh, I think that's pretty cool. So, Mr. Bobby Gray from Northern Oklahoma messaged me, and he was saying that he liked my show, and he'd wanted to do something kind of similar, and he didn't want to step on my toes, and, uh, and would it be alright if he... If he tried his hand out at it, and I said, "Hell yeah, go ahead," you know, he's got a different, different situation than I do, and uh, his family lives down in the the wheat pasture country of uh, of Oklahoma. And for those of you who don't know, on the Great Plains, we grow a lot of hard red winter wheat is the the strain of wheat that we grow for the most part and it the way it works is you plant it in the fall and it sprouts and it looks like just really lush thick grass and then it stays dormant over the winter and you harvest it right about now this time of year uh june and july kind of when and i i guess some in may the the farther south you go the wheat They, you know, the the earlier they harvest the wheat because they plant earlier. So, but in the Great Plains, you're getting ready to see a bunch of combines rolling, semis going everywhere, tractors up and down the highways because they are cutting wheat. And, but in in the wintertime, a lot of those farmers make a little extra money by either leasing their their wheat uh fields to a stalker guy or they they run stalkers of their own and stalkers being a weaned calf you know weighing anywhere from you know 300 pounds to you know some of them come in seven weights or so but anyway you're 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 getting cattle off their off their mamas and uh and you're running them on on wheat pasture for however long 60 90 days but you're just putting some pounds on them before they go to feed out at a, at a feedlot somewhere and that's kind of what bobby's got going they farm and then they run stalkers and so i think it's great the more people you can have sharing their their stories and their outfits the better off we are so good luck to you sir go check him out Chasing Strays is the name of his podcast I listen to it on Spotify and he's kind of in the same he did, went the same route I did with through Anchor and so you can find him on Anchor and Spotify for sure and then they've got a couple other places that they will post to and uh, uh, go check him out give him some feedback let him know what, if you like it or not and uh, good luck to you sir and uh, I'll have him on one of these days for one of those long-form interview-type deals. And like I said, it's not going to be an interview. We're just going to shoot the shit. But I think it'll be a good way to highlight different, different outfits throughout the U.S. And uh, the, more, the more informed our consumer is about what we do, the better off it is for us. The more, the, the more of a relationship we're going to build with our, our consumer... And there is no reason not to. You can, you can post this thing up in seconds and, uh, and broadcast it to millions of people. So we're not at the millions of people yet. Hopefully, we'll be one day. But we are in the hundreds for sure. And that's pretty damn cool. So I, I think we ought to take advantage of it. If anybody's think, has been thinking about doing something, I encourage you to do it. If you need help or feedback from me go ahead you know how to find me and uh i'd be happy to help you what i can i'm not much of an expert on this but uh, i guess i'm one of the few people that's doing it so i don't know if that makes me an authority or not but i'll be i'll be more than willing to help when i can so uh on that note i think i'm gonna i'm gonna call her a wrap for the day We've covered a few things, had some fun. Hopefully you had some laughs and you enjoyed it. So uh, thanks again for your support. Uh, go find me on Facebook, Matt McKinley. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at nickermac 85 Follow the Burning Daylight page on Facebook. Go post some, uh, some funny stuff up there. Some, you know, If there's any pressing news articles pertaining to the ag industry, them up there as well but we're just trying to have fun uh it's a team of three of us that run that myself my wife and my cousin Robbie so if you see that burning daylight has liked burning daylight's post that's probably because some somebody posted it and one of us was looking at it and laughed and clicked like instead of using our own profile we were on the page the page manager deal so anyhow we're a bunch of old fucks not very keen on technology so that's why but go check it out burning daylight on facebook at burning daylight on instagram and uh, I'll keep doing what I do you guys keep tuning in and uh, let's keep having fun but right now it's getting hot and I need to go take a nap so Move your ass. We're burning daylight. And the winner of the Facebook 1000-like hat giveaway is Teresa... I'm going to butcher your last name. Teresa Chepkowskis. I think that's right. From watonga oklahoma uh shoot me a message and we'll get your shipping info and as soon as the hats come in we will send you one congratulations thanks for listening thanks for liking the page